0: I always wanted to make more money, which, uh, I mean, even now I want to make more money. Obviously, that's something people want to do, but it's not in making more money. It's how you manage the money that you're actually making. Uh, That's the key is I got to manage what I have. You're listening to the Winning to Wealth podcast, where you'll hear real stories from real people who are on the path to building real wealth. These stories will show you how to earn more money, pay off debt, start investing, and make better money choices so you can build wealth for your future. Now, here's your host, Michael Lacey.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, teammates? This is episode 32 of the Winning to Wealth podcast, and man, I am excited about this episode. And the reason I'm so excited this week is because I got the chance to interview someone I actually know in real life. Like someone from my hometown who paid off a lot of debt. And that is Mr. Kilton McCracken. Kilton and his wife Kendra hit a breaking point in their finances where they had to confront some of the limiting money beliefs they held And in doing so, they were able to accomplish something a lot of people only dream about, and that is total debt freedom. And I just want to say that if you're struggling to get ahead financially right now, this episode is perfect for you. Kilton shares just so many practical tips and strategies and all of these things that he and his wife personally used, and they're simple enough that you can start implementing these things today. So if this is your first time tuning in to the Winning to Wealth podcast, I want to first say thank you and welcome. I also want to make sure that you're able to get notified every time a new episode releases. So to stay in the loop on all things Winning to Wealth, reach up and tap that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this right now. Also, if you're here and you're ready to start your own journey to debt freedom, be sure to download my free book, which provides some clear step-by-step directions to get you from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. You can find that in the episode description below, or by heading to WinningToWealth.com/playbook. But as I said, I'm super excited for this interview, so let's jump right in with Mr. Kilton McCracken. So today I'm joined by Mr. Kilton McCracken. And the first question that I want to ask you, because we kind of come from the same area. We grew up in the same area. And so talk to me about what you learned about money as a
0: kid. I don't know if I learned too much about money as a kid. I think that was part of my problem, you know, just not really knowing the details about how to save. I think part of my childhood, the biggest thing was have your credit right. You know, you got to have a good credit score. You got to have a good credit score. Uh, and so it wasn't any specific details about how to manage money. It was just, you know, all about your credit, all about your credit. And so, um, I found out as I've gotten older, there's much more to, to it than just having good credit. You know, I grew up with a single parent. I mean, we, we lived, uh, we weren't, we didn't starve anything, but, You know, my mom pretty much lived from check to check. Um, You know, she tried to make ends meet. Um, And so that kind of that's kind of motivating to me to to want to get out of that and to be able to have some financial stability to where one thing doesn't, you know, flip the ship over in a sense. And so um, I didn't learn a lot about money as as a young person, but I didn't want to let that hold me down either.
1: Yeah. No, you said something very interesting because it was a very similar experience to what I had where people focused on having a high credit score versus Mm -hmm. having a high net worth. I mean, talk to me kind of about what you've discovered now as an adult that kind of flips that on its head a little bit.
0: Yeah. Credit is not as all what it's made out to be. Um, I'm I'm not going to say that you don't need credit and good credit because I think it's it's a benefit. But I also know that you can work so hard to get good credit and not have any value. Um, And so uh, there's, I I just believe there's a healthy balance. I mean, I'm practically debt free now, you know, and so for me, um, I've just learned that it's better to buy things with cash, but we, I mean, every, every week we go to the grocery store with with cash. We, my wife, and I know you are probably going to talk about, you know, how we did it or whatever, so I won't really go into that, but. Credit is overrated, in in my opinion.
1: So kind of transitioning into your childhood, you talked about how, you know, you didn't really have a lot of those money conversations going up, growing up. But how did that lack of conversation in your household affect those money habits as you became an
0: adult? Oh, uh, drastically. I mean, you know, I had debt, you know, before I got married, I had some debt and it wasn't like going out just spending lavishly. It was uh, just not knowing how to manage money. And so, I mean, I worked at Walmart, you know, for years and uh, became a manager pretty early. And so, you know, I was making some good money, but just didn't know how to manage it. I always thought I needed to make more. I remember the days of getting a check where it was about 900. I was like, man, if I can just get it to a thousand, you know, uh, I'll be, I'll be doing okay. And then when I get it to a thousand, I was, man, if I can just get it to about 1200. And so it was always, I always wanted to make more money, which, uh, I mean, even now I want to make more money. Obviously that's something people want to do, but it's not in making more money. It's how you manage the money that you're actually making. Uh, that's the key is I got to manage what I have.
1: Mm hmm. And so, you know, one of the things you just said is that, you know, as you were um, growing in your career and you were starting to make more money, you were finding yourself in debt. And so at the height of it all, do you recall how much debt you ended up with?
0: After I got married, me and my wife, we had almost 200 grand. And that's with, you know, we had a new house. We were paying on my truck. It was a few things that that caused it. But the bulk of it was uh, uh my house and the rental house that we were renting out had a tenant in it, it still had a mortgage on it as well. And so it was just, it was basic stuff that nobody really would tell you on the outset that that's bad debt. Um, but it was because we were not, we were not managing the debt well and managing our income well. So probably almost, almost 200, almost 200 grand.
1: Yeah, no, I like that you said that, you know, because as a society, we do talk about good debt versus bad debt. Mm-hmm and you know people put oh you have a mortgage that's good debt you know yep. but if you have a credit card that's bad debt and yep. and for me it's kind of like it's still at the end of the day it's just it's debt. debt, like it's right like it's something that you owe
0: bad sin you know justifiable sin it's is still against God in a sense, you know?
1: Right, right. And so where did that desire come from to start living that debt-free life? Was that you, your wife, or kind of where did that, where did my that start wife, for you guys?
0: Kendra McCracken, and my wife. Um, we have both been pretty frugal people uh, in our lives. So we don't go out and buy a bunch of clothes and things like that. But my son was playing t-ball and we had, uh, we had moved up, we moved out of the other house and got a nice, beautiful home. And um, one day I got home and after his game in our kitchen was just a mess. You know, I was like, man, we don't even have time to put the dishes in the dishwasher. It's, I mean, in the in the dishwasher, it just seems like everything is always busy and we're in this rat race. And so she suggested at that time that we move uh, back into our other house, sell that one and just work on becoming debt free. And I was like, no, people move up, you know, that's the American dream. We didn't talk about it after that, and then uh, it happened again about a month or two after. And uh, I kind of went to her and said, "Yeah, you're right. We we need to we need to move." And uh, we did it. We sold the house uh, for more than what we bought it for. Uh, moved back into the house that we were using as a rental property, and uh, our goal was to pay that house off in a year. And uh, we did it. We paid the house off, and just. The process of you know my wife she began to research all Dave Ramsey things so I mean we can we can lead people through that Dave Ramsey plan just off of YouTube she 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 did all her homework on it took my debit card from me my my credit card from me and started giving me like an allowance and really changed our whole lifestyle and then within a year we became debt free um, and it's a blessing. You know, she's at home now. Uh, she's probably still going to eventually go back to work. I, you know, I told you it's up to her, but it, it's, a, it's a good feeling.
1: Yeah. You know, I want to talk about that because for me in our household, it was different. I was the one who did all the research and kind of got the plan started and put everything in motion. And I remember when I started having those conversations with my wife about, hey, you know, you can't do this now. You can't do that. And we got to cut back here and cut back there. She was like, nah, bro, that's not going to yeah. work.
0: <laughs> and so yeah, talk to yeah. me
1: kind of about, you know, if, if there was any of that from you and, and kind of what were some of those things that you were like, man, I don't know about this.
0: Yeah. So, the, the, I mean, again, the first time when she mentioned it, I was like, no, we, I, we didn't even talk about it. I was like, no, nah, we're not going to move back into that house. Uh, and so we tried to do some things at that current house. We cut our satellite off. That helped out a little bit. You could see, you know, we're not spending money on this. I had a 2012 F-150 black. Uh, It was nice, and I got hit by a school bus. And so they totaled, it it got totaled out, which was a blessing in disguise because um, I immediately was saying I'm not going to go get something newer. And I went and found a truck that I could pay off in a year. And so the process was slow for us, but it it was moving. So I went and found a 2009 F-150 black. People don't even realize it's a different truck, and uh, paid it off in less than a year. And after that, it was pretty much our our house. And we, you know, our mortgage at the time at the rental house was like five seventy six. I mean, we were paying two thousand twenty five hundred a month on it. And man, watching it go down was such a, a blessing, and it motivated us. And you know, we're gonna buy another house eventually. But whoever rents this house out is gonna pay our mortgage. Uh, and so we're just, whatever we pay is just going to be extra to to pay it off much quicker. And, you know, our goal is we're, we're not going to have that mortgage going to be higher than what our rent, we'll rent the house out for. So, right. um, yeah.
1: Once you guys were, you know, you finally came on board. I mean, speaking strictly financially, what were some of those first steps that you guys took? To start making that kind of progress, I mean, were you guys doing some kind of budget? How did you lay everything out? I mean, what what was kind of your what was kind of your habits?
0: My wife laid all the bills out uh, on the bed one day when I got home, and she was like, "We need to talk about all this." And I was like, "I just got home, you know," but she wanted to she wanted to talk about it. She had everything laid out, including whatever we had as far as debt, but our regular bills. And so she wrote it down, and she said, "This is what our expenses are for the month." this is what you make with the church and with your job she said we can live off your income and so everything she made we would put on the house and so it I mean it was literally you know we knew what was going out every month and we knew what was coming in and so it was very detailed we knew what we were spending on groceries Uh, so every Friday uh, my wife would go to the bank and she would get out I don't know how much probably about 300 and something dollars and 120 of it was for groceries. Uh, and then I, the rest of it was spending money for us. And uh, it, it became a meticulous thing and we did it. She did it every week uh, and we have the envelopes for the car for, you know, other kind of repairs. And so like when I go get all change, um, she gives me uh, the money out of the envelope that we're adding into every, every week. Uh, and so, you know, people can say, you know, Hey, you can stop doing that now. But we know if we stop doing it, we're going to be right back in the debt. And so I just went and got my wife's car and it's inspected and she gave me a hundred bucks out of there. So I got it inspected, all chained windshield wipers and uh, gave the 20 back because I had 20 left over, gave it back. She put it back in the envelope. But every week, uh, you know, we just had my third year pastoral anniversary. All the money we got from that went into those envelopes. And that way, these next few months, she's not going to have to go to the bank and get as much. It's just going to be grocery money that she's going to have to get out because the other money that we normally put in the envelopes, we, we filled it up, you know. Uh, and so it's just, it's being, you know, disciplined. Uh, I love Jordans. I mean, I, I want the 11s, you know, but I have yet to go get them because, you know, it's just, we don't, it's not a need for them, you know.
1: Right, right. And so you said something interesting at the beginning. You were like, people don't go backwards. They move forward. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now that you're debt free. Like, how does that play a part now? Because I just heard you say, you know, like, you you want to wear the J's, but you haven't gotten them yet. And so you're still kind of having that mentality or maybe still wrestling with that a little bit where you kind of still want to do some of those things, but you're having the discipline to not do those sort of things. And so what's your thought process in those moments?
0: Um, Kilton Jr. and Carissa, my two kids, I want to make sure that we provide them a healthy lifestyle and again, I could go out and buy those shoes, um, but what I think about is, is it necessary? Uh, and so what I need to do is, and I can do this myself, the spending money that I get, I just save it, put some back and, you know, I can do it. It's just it's not something that I just have put my mind to to get it. So if it's something that I want to get, then I have to not break the cycle that we're in to to get it. And so however that looks, if it's putting money back, you know, then we'll do that. If I don't do that, I just can't go out and buy that, you know, for myself like that, because it's not something that I want to live better when I retire. So if it if it causes me to have to live a certain way now, that's fine. But when I retire, I'll probably drive a better vehicle than I drive right now, uh, because that money is going to be steadily coming in. And it's not just going to be Social Security. It's going to be money that I put back in my 401k and things like that.
1: Yeah. And so speaking of your kids, I mean, you know, me being a parent as well, you know, I think about now like how the financial decisions we make affect my daughter. And I also think forward like, okay, when she gets older and she's wanting to play sports and she's wanting to do all these things and those things are expensive. How do we balance that with her future? And so how did you guys, while paying off two hundred thousand dollars, balance kids and their activities with prioritizing paying
0: off debt? Um, we sit down and talk to our kids and obviously my little girl, she was, when we moved, she was one and a half, almost two, I think. And my son was, uh, four. Uh, and so we talked to him and just said, Hey, we're going to, it's going to be some life changes. You know, we're not going to eat out as much, um, you know, cause we used to eat out every day. And, uh, and so we just kind of talked to him, but he knows a little bit about why we do the things that we do. Uh, he, he still played baseball. And their lifestyle didn't change as much. The one thing that changed the most for them is uh, we started eating at home. Uh, we didn't go to Burger King uh, every Wednesday, and so that was that was a big thing. But you know, he adjusted to that, and now it's more common. I mean, we still like this morning. I, I bought him, let him buy a donut, uh, gave him the money, and uh, we walked in, and I let him, you know, give the money to the, the to the lady. Uh, And so we still do things that are considered fun for them. A lot of a lot of things we 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 plan them. So we're not, you know, just breaking the breaking the bank for things that we want to do.
1: Right. Right. And I know that, again, speaking for myself on my journey, like my family loves to eat out as a family. So like they get these big old events together and all that kind of stuff. And we kind of had to say no to a lot of things. So, you know, was that your experience as well? And if so, how did your family and friends react to you guys going from like social events to being like, well, we got to scale back because we have different priorities and
0: goals now. Um, I think we have like said no to things, but it was not just because of finances. Uh, it was just because, you know, I find a babysitter and all that. Uh, and so I'm going to be honest with you, my friends, my circle, uh, and I love those guys, but I don't care. Matter of fact, when we move, uh, from our other house, uh, my wife was saying, man, I wonder, you know, she, she wasn't worried about what people, but she said, I wonder, you know, uh, how do they feel about it. And, uh, and I remember talking to every one of my friends, you know, the one thing they kept saying is, you know, we don't pay the bills at your house. And, uh, and I said, yeah. Uh, and so they've all been supportive and they all got debt, you know, some form of debt, some kind of way, whether it's home, well, it's that good debt in the sense, you know, they got, you know, and uh, I have some friends, um, pretty much my circle, they are, you know, have, have good jobs and things like that. And so uh, but they all have some form of debt. And so um, I don't. And it's because we we downsized and we scaled back a lot. And we've never had to really say no to things To like if, if there was some if there was some kind of event, you know, we get together. Uh, it's not expensive at all. Uh, but my wife would take money out of our she has a, a, a envelope for things like that, and so if we had to bring something to the party or whatever, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that expensive. Uh, like if somebody says, "Hey, we're gonna go to Colorado next month. Do y'all want in?" No, we're not gonna be able to do it. Uh, I'm pretty direct when it comes to how I do things, and so um, they always tell me when I get direct, I, my eyes get bugged. You know, I'm just gonna be like, "Nah, bro, I, I can't do it because I'd rather I'd rather play it safe." now and and then later on it's gonna be some people that i'm gonna be taking trips and you still gonna be working you know and so I, i i like my my chances in the future i
1: have to ask this question as well because we talked about how growing up again you didn't have the best financial example you didn't have the best money lessons or money conversations and so as you're on this journey what were some of those money beliefs that you had to overcome and then what were some of the things you did to overcome some of those beliefs
0: the the main belief is that i had to make more money and the way that i overcame that is i realized that i'm actually making pretty good money you know uh when my wife was working i mean we 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 always owed money on our taxes you know and so i i realized like we're middle class. You know, we're making decent money, uh, but how do we use that to our benefit? And uh, once I overcame that, I think the way I overcame that is I realized when my wife showed me what I was making, what she was making, and what our expenses were, our biggest expense was eating out. People do not realize uh, how much money you spend when it, as far as it, eating out. And we, you know, we stopped doing that. That was a big piece of, of learning to, you know, we got to do, do some things a little bit different.
1: So then how did you manage that going from eating out all the time to now eating at home? Because that's a struggle that a lot of people have, like you said, and it's one of the first Mm -hmm. things when people get serious about their finances, they want to make that change, but they feel like, oh, I don't have time to cook every day, or I don't know how to do this or that. And so what were some of those practical steps that you guys took to make that change?
0: We would obviously go grocery shopping uh, weekly, but my wife started working part time. And so she, she was getting home a little earlier. And so we would have uh, we would have enough time to even, and you know, it wasn't no no full course meal every night. There may be nights where we just put some nuggets in the oven for the kids. And so it wasn't slaving over the stove every day. But we knew when we got home, we're going to find something in this in this kitchen to eat. And so uh, there's times where I would cook something at nighttime. You know, if it was going to be some steaks or something, I put them in the oven, cook them. So we got home the next day. All you got to do is warm them up. So those those kind of things. And even when we started this journey, I said, look, we got to at least eat out on Sunday. Could you be tired after church? Could you rest in the kids? I, I don't preach. I'm not trying to cook when we get to the house. And so so we started eating out on Sundays. But then after a while, we stopped eating, eating on Sunday. Like we started going to the house. And so um, so I would even try to cook, you know, because uh, I, I like to cook. And so I would even try to do something like Saturday night or if I cooked some on Saturday. It's gonna be a lot so um we can have some extra for Sunday. Just little things like that. And uh, you know, like tonight, we're gonna to, we're gonna make some cookies. We're gonna do it at home though. So, man, it's it's been a journey. And, you know, Dave Ramsey obviously we 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 learned a lot through him, but we kind of made it into our own plan. Right. It's it's been a blessing. Um and I mean I'm one of the few people like yourself that can say that I did it. Um, and it, it feels good. Yeah.
1: And so, a couple, another question I want to ask you is, how are you guys now safeguarding yourselves from going back into debt? And the reason I ask that question is because a lot of people do pay off their debt, but then they find themselves kind of slowly inching back. Maybe it's like, you know, you pay off your debt and then you have a flat tire, so it's like, well, okay, I gotta put, I'm gotta, i gonna put that on the credit card. And then right after that, something else happens. And then you look up and you're like, dang, I'm right back where I started. Yeah. So how are you guys pre- safeguarding against that for yourselves?
0: I think it's fairly easier for us now because my wife is not working. And so I don't even get an allowance now. Because I know you know where I work at. If I'm hungry, I, I don't live that far from where we work where I work at. And so uh we've cut back even more. But I think we both have a healthy fear of not going back into debt again. Uh and so again, my wife was already frugal. So even when you're frugal, you can accumulate debt. And so we were already frugal, now we're frugal, and we know it pays off. And so that motivates us and uh you know, another thing that motivates us is we're, we we want to buy another house. Uh we almost bought some land for about twenty two, twenty three thousand and was just the next day we we're gonna go sign the paperwork and we went, we didn't go through with it because my wife stopped working the day before. And so she was like, you know what, we probably just need to wait on that uh because we, we buy this and then I'm not working, you know, it's just gonna it's gonna feel different. And uh, and even though we, we possibly could have made the payment, it's just let's wait, you know, let's wait on that. And so just being particular about what we choose and, you know, not signing our name on things if we don't have to. And whenever we can buying things with cash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So now that you guys have freed up that cash flow every month, because you said you guys were putting an extra couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. towards the debt. I mean, where does that money go now in terms of building wealth for yourselves as you move forward?
0: So uh, we, we put money in our savings. We obviously now with, with her not working, we're not having that much extra, but we are, you know, we're adding uh, what we can to our savings account uh because we're trying to get a down payment for the house or whatever we decide to do. Uh we're but we are saving what we can and there's not anything extra uh that we're trying to do right now. So the only thing we're doing if we have any extra money, uh it's gonna go into our savings account.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And and you guys are planning to use that to purchase more real estate investments, right?
0: Yeah, well a house for us to live in. So we wanna we, we do wanna get Another house and pretty much that's probably going to be our last house to, to live in. And so we'll use the house we're in as income. Uh, and I would like to get, I would like to have two rental properties. If our plan goes like we want it to, we'll pay off the house that we'll buy. We'll pay it off. And, and then that, that other house will still be income coming in. We could go and find a, another house and put, put some money in it, fix it up a little bit, rent it out and allow it to be paid off, you know? And so it could look like that. That's kind of what we're looking at a little bit, but definitely with the one rental house will, will help us out to just have some income coming in that is true income after we pay off the house that we are going to eventually buy.
1: Yeah. And so as you build those plans to buy that, that next house, I mean, what are some things that you're looking at so that you don't, put a lot of pressure on yourselves financially or don't create a situation where it's overwhelming for you. I, I guess like in our community, the black community, I will say mm-hmm, that we mm-hmm. view home as a sign of wealth. And a lot of times we can buy a house and it actually be to our detriment. And yep. so yep. what are you doing to prevent against that?
0: Um, we're comfortable in knowing that we don't ever have to move again. If we stay where we are, we're, uh, we're, we're good. And so I think that's kind of comforted us we don't have to move if, if we don't want to, but we, we do want to move. And so right now we're just like chilling and not, not putting extra pressure on ourselves. And so our goal is when our daughter gets out of, um, she goes to daycare, uh, at grace. And so when she gets out of daycare, uh, which being about a year and a half, we, we're probably going to, you know, do something then, uh, because you know, daycare is expensive. And I mean, and I could go, if she gets done, I could be foolish and go get me a brand new truck, you know, with that mm-hmm. money. But we're going to we'll start putting that back in our savings. And we're excited for the next couple of years because we're going to have some more uh freedom financially with, with her being out of daycare. You know, and you, and you brought up
1: your kids. I, I do want to ask this question. I mean, because, again, we talked about your childhood early on. What are you guys doing now to teach your kids about money so that they don't end up making some of those mistakes that that you guys made?
0: Yeah, Um, they are young, so it's kind of hard to to communicate it. But uh, with my son, particularly last year, uh, I would give him like some five dollars every week. And uh, and I told him, you know, you can spend it all on Monday if you want to. You're not going to get any more until next week. Or you can spend a dollar a day like he would go to this after school program and he could use it in the machine. And I would just really talk to him about, you know, try to save some of it. There was one particular time he wanted something from Walmart. And uh, so I told him, you got to start saving some of this money that I'm giving you. And so he did. And uh, we uh, we went to Walmart. He was able to buy, I think it was Spider-Man or something. And so little things like that. um, I think as, as he gets older, we'll be able to teach more. Uh, but right now you know we're just teaching him the base like he knows that we're you know we're saving money. he knows about that, uh and I tell him you know we can't just go and buy stuff when you wanna go buy it you know we gotta we gotta budget for it uh now, I take them grocery shopping with me sometimes, and I know I've done it so long I know when my buggy gets to a certain you know height that i'm i I'm at my hundred and twenty mark uh and so my my kids will just grab stuff and I'll say no we didn't we didn't budget for that you know we got to get this and you know uh and so just conversation uh we we talk about it um and and I think they can see it in the way that we live too
1: yeah no I like that I like that so If there if there's somebody listening right now who maybe they just woke up and realized like, man, okay I got all this debt and and I really don't know what to do or, or where to start. What can you say to that person to kind of give them some encouragement or maybe a practical
0: tip to get them started? I would tell them initially. Face it. Find out how much debt you actually have, whether you consider it good or bad. Find out how much you have. Second thing I would tell them, find out how much your expenses are per month. And then what are you bringing in every month? If you, if you face what you have in debt total, what are your expenses going out every month? And what are you, and what are you bringing in every month? Um, I think it, it paints a good picture of what you need to do. If you try to figure out what you need to do before you do that, you're just going to be, uh, spinning the wheel. But if you find out what your complete, complete debt is, and face it, you know, face that, face the ugly fact of it. And then how much are you spending every month? Go back and look at your bank records. How much are you spending on average every month? And then what are you bringing in? You know, I listen to Dave Ramsey sometime and he, those people are making $250,000, but they live in check to check, uh, because they don't know what's going out. They're just relying on, well, it's going to be replenished when I get this next check. Uh, and so when you see it, uh, you'll, you'll, uh, it'll, it'll help you out.
1: Kilton, man, that is a great, great, great tip. And man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing you and your wife's journey out of $200,000 worth of debt. Finance is not something that people want to talk about every day. And so again, I appreciate you helping me inspire other people. I'm proud of you, man. And I'm so excited to see what you guys accomplish from this point going forward. Now, as always, it's time for this week's win of the week, and that is to just stay open to new information. I love talking to Kilton because we not only grew up in the same area, but it seems as if we got the same lessons in money. And that lesson is simply what not to do, right? So Kilton's story proves that you don't have to make the same money mistakes that your parents did. And even if you've already made some mistakes, you can always turn it around by learning new ways of doing things. So shout out to Kilton's wife, Kendra, for taking the initiative and bringing the info to Kilton. And shout out to Kilton for being open to challenging what he thought he knew, accepting the new information, and choosing to go in a different direction. So. What did you learn from this episode? I'd love to hear from you in my private Facebook community, which you can find at winningtowealth.com/teammates. Hop on over and let me know what you're planning to implement in your finances as a result of this week's episode. But that's all the time I have for this week. So until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. Take care. S-
0: You've wrapped up another episode of the Winning to Wealth podcast. To learn more about how you can start making winning money decisions, head over to winningtowealth.com.